0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of the door located in Central Oregon where three completely average guys join forces to make one decent pastor and to discuss, discover and promote all things Bible. Can I get rid of my gum? We're live. Morning. Oh, okay. Dave's going to get rid of his gum, and yeah. we're going to say good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we uh, today are uh, doing two decent pastors because Jeff is with us. <laughs> yeah. so. One so. and a half? <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's up to you. i mean, you can I'll have too. I'm good
1: depends yeah. on the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Welcome good to have sir. you back. Yeah. How, how have things been? We haven't seen you in a while. I know. Since. Never mind. I was going to say something I shouldn't have said. <laughs> Since the... Oh right! <laughs> oh,
0: so it's a controversial. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. No, it's yeah. been good.
2: Things are plugging along at the church, and gosh, I mean, just even the last couple of weeks, we've seen people coming into Christ, and nice, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting to see just people growing in the Lord, and you know, some in their sixties that are <laughs> just finding Christ for the first time, and that's awesome. Cool. It's wow. exciting to watch. I mean, it's just fun to see that, and so. My daughter's graduating this week, so that's
1: kind of... It's exciting, but mm-hmm. we're the same From league. high school, which doctor? Allie. Okay. Did, did Allie not just leave for college? That's Hannah. Hannah they, left last fall. I thought they both just left. No, Allie will leave this... Allie's school.
3: graduating high school. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Keep it straight. So.
1: And then she's and going off to college.
2: Then she's going to Texas Allie Christian
1: University in Texas. Texas.
2: Yep. Texas. Okay.
1: Well.
3: Texas.
2: Wow. Ain't nothing good in Texas. Long ways away. Your brother lives there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's what well, I'm saying. Well, is why I don't. Tim, if
0: you're tuning in,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Mondo, though, might tune in. You might. And Mondo, you're good. Yeah, well, no one is good. Not not your heart. No one is, no one is
0: righteous. No, not one. No, no one good. There's, we'll that there's barbecue Chris in Texas. In, uh, Texas the barbecue now. Barbecue's <laughs> good. Actually, comps, there's dude. comps. in Texas. Oh gosh, yeah. You're just really no. Sad. We're
1: digging right. holes here.
0: Wow. Yeah. You, know, you you are digging. No wheat. One decent
1: bastard. <laughs> <laughs> <fair>. He doesn't <laughs> want to be on that. Yeah. <laughs> there is right. no I and wheat.
2: And we got VBS oh. coming up in a couple weeks, <laughs> so. If you guys have kids that want to come and
1: that'll be the night we're gonna do it well, right. the evening.
2: It's it's cool. first time in the evening right or yeah. have they
1: done it in the evening before no what was the, the thought behind that um, I
2: think part of it was just being able to get more like people that work sure to
1: come and then like volunteers volunteers and, yeah, and even parents bring even parents yeah. you know
2: so it's a change you know cuz it's it's been a little bit further in July and we used to get people sure coming for on their vacation that come and go to VBS but so yeah just trying to get more volunteers that especially those that are working okay um, and then um, just gonna try it and see how it works at night and hope it will go well if it cool. doesn't nice.
3: we'll change it cool so sounds good Nice.
0: <clears throat> uh, I Brown? just realized I'm manning the computer today not Chad I realized yeah. it before this but the seating arrangements but different. The, yeah and the seating's messed you you up you said you were here. gonna change well but I didn't the point is there's usually a little comment thing that pops up, and people say good morning, and Chad responds. The mm-hmm. comment window's not up, so <laughs> if you're commenting, you're out
3: of luck because I'm sitting here. So it's not that we're ignoring your well, you. Slide it over to Chad. I just don't know what to do. Somebody come unplugged, but maybe I can pull it up on my phone here. I'll yeah. See. I can anyway, see. anyway the, we love the you. And, section and you are important <laughs> to us. Good God sees you. Just just sees what you're doing. Just the wrong guy. doesn't here. comment. Yeah. Doesn't we see that hand. Work. Is that what
1: you're <laughs> yeah. saying? What are we doing? We
3: see that hand. Is that what you're saying? We see yeah.
1: that hand. Yeah. We're going to talk about this a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. In a kind of sort of way. Yeah. What? Do we have anything we need to say? No. Uh, if you want to be baptized, jump in because that's that's coming up in July. So let us know. Just grab one of the pastors. When are you guys doing that? Uh, I want to say the 17th of July. It is? Yep. So it's on a Sunday after church, and okay. a guy named Ron has a just a rab backyard with the little chutes goes around it. Oh, and So sweet. we just have a big picnic celebration and then go into the water. So Ours will be
2: the 10th. And
1: what's kind of neat is that a lot of the people that are getting baptized already are older, which, like you were talking about, or, like it's a cool thing to see people yeah. at the end of their lives, you know, meeting the Lord, man. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. We're looking forward to it. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? That's it. Take it away. We have nothing else. I
0: think I think that's it.
1: All right. Should we bow our heads and pray? We we should bow our heads, close our eyes, like this. I almost brought my praying hands. I have these little praying hands I keep on my desk. uh... Lord, thank you for uh, today, uh, for the time uh, that we have to talk about you and to look at you, God. Thank you for having Jeff here today and. And uh, all the people that are, that are with us today, uh, wherever they're at, Lord, we pray uh, blessing, and we pray for insight, and we pray for ultimately just a bigger heart of worship towards you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So why do we do that? Why do we do what we just did? So this is one of the questions. It's actually legit. Mm-hmm. This came in from our people. Actually, two different people in the last month asked me this question, which is weird. So I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. Probably ought to be something we deal with. Yeah, that's a good question. Why do we bow our heads and close our eyes when we pray? We could even probably include the little hand thing. But um like where does that where does that come from?
3: Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Does it come from Sunday? <laughs> I mean school? for me, like I just was taught that. Yeah, right. okay. You know, it's just, it's just what you do and, I would say the bowing
0: know. the bowing your head thing is actually there's you know, Psalm ninety five, come let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord. I'm going to start singing, the Lord our God, our maker,
1: mm-hmm. for he... Is that for, is that for worship or does that include prayer?
0: Well, I mean, there's the, I think there's a posture sure, that, that sure. Um, probably is more to do with our heart, but I think our body kind yeah. of reflects that same posture yeah. in what we're doing, yes. perhaps. So So I like the idea that, you know, um, for me, keeping my eyes closed is, is more about the distractions because if mm-hmm. I'm looking around... right. I'm thinking of 20 other things that are going on. Right, Most of us are,
1: of. are taught how to pray, usually by our parents or something, Sunday school teacher, when we're young. And mm-hmm. when we're young, we're distracted easy, right? And so this is kind of, because <laughs> I was trying to think in, about this too, world like world where world did world I hear this I'm still, right, I'm I'm We're still distracted. <laughs> but when you're, when you're young, young, you're super distracted by everything. Yeah. And so I think it's... Maybe that's kind of more so where it, it's where the, it originates. Is just the, the age in which you're taught when you're young. It's like, okay, close your eyes. Like We're going to go ahead and focus on the Lord and not on, on these other things. And so I, I don't know, but I think maybe that's it. There's from. a
0: pastor that prays at the end of his... It's Matt Chandler, I'll just say it. And he, at the end of his sermon when he prays, yeah. he just looks around the room with his eyes open
2: praying. And
3: I, I just wanted to ask if you ever experienced that. It's one, it one of it the weirdest weird? things that's I've worst. ever seen. It's <laughs> like
0: seeing somebody sleep
2: with their
1: eyes open. It's like, knock <laughs> it off. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you got surprised yes. by the
2: prayer. It's odd. So yeah. When Jesus taught his disciples
1: in Matthew six how to pray, do you think he sat there with his eyes open doing it? <laughs> <laughs> this well, is a stupid said, question. He told
0: him to go like go privately into your closet too. Mm-hmm. So
1: well, that's that's the beginning of it, right? Which yeah. we should actually talk about. Also, but I mean, as
0: opposed to like being public about it and
1: being you know showy, I don't know why. I'm just imagining because he's like, When you pray, pray like this, and it's like, Okay, at that moment, did he tell them them to bow their heads (laughs) (laughs) and close their eyes? Did he bow his head and close his eyes, or was he
3: just like legitimately (laughs) like looking (laughs) at him like Matt just
0: just staring
1: at him?
3: (laughs) I see also the forward lean, you know, that tends to happen. That's the bow as well, well. that's the
0: bow. Right. So, well, it's funny because we just have the dude that we met at O'Kane's. Yeah. He went into this little thing where he was going to do this gotcha, moment, like, um, how did Jesus pray? And we would say, well, he did this. No, that's where he prayed. How did Jesus pray? We would say this. No, that's when he prayed. And he was, you know, and then he finally said, it. he prays just like the Muslims did. He got face down on the ground. Got out his prayer mat. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much is what he was trying to say. Then the high priestly prayer says, that when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes to heaven mm-hmm. and said, Father, and it's like, well, how did he do that if he was on his face?
1: Right,
2: you know? Did he, yeah, did he I mean, it seems like in he 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 the scriptures up. Jesus regularly was looking towards heaven.
1: Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's many examples of other people looking towards heaven. Yeah. Um,
2: so that would beg the question: Is so when we pray, where where are we looking
1: when we bow our heads?
3: So, so that, <laughs> <one, I'm, laughs> that would happen. Well, if your eyes are closed, you do not look at anywhere. But
1: <laughs> I, I think if we're trying to make a biblical case, like if we look at the Bible, like we're kind of doing, and we're finding examples of this, we see that. Um, that it's contextual, like what it looks like or what the posture is when mm-hmm. we pray. I find myself personally mostly like I just did just now. It's 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 actually hand. It, it's almost like worship might look, where my hands are out, they're open, and um, and my head can even be up. My my eyes might be closed. Right when I'm alone, they're not. So so even when we're alone, as opposed to with people, yeah, that's gonna be like contextually different with how we pray. But I find myself. Like, even when I'm praying at the end, closing, like, a sermon or something that I just preached, I find myself not being able to help but to actually open up my arms and, and put my hands right. up. Um, I don't know why. Like, sometimes I, I, I know it when I'm doing it. I'm like, what the heck am I doing right now? But I can't, like, help but to do yeah. it. Can you I do find it when myself, you're singing, though? Uh, n- no. So yeah. when I'm singing, um, I have to maintain looking cool. Right. And uh, it needs to be safe. That's it, the priority. It needs to be safe, dude. Yeah. We can't get out of hand. So... <laughs> That's the, that's the part Maybe this should be where the conversation uh-huh. goes. Why, why do we do that? So. We should talk
2: about that one next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but, but there's also, cool. because of what Jesus said, you've got these guys in, in Matthew 6, before he teaches them how to pray, he's talking about these guys who are on street cor- corners, and, and it's all about attention, right? So yeah. go to your closet when you do this. And so there's an idea of not drawing attention to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And a posture of humility and reverence due to who it is you're praying to, rather than the attention that you're getting. We see the same thing in uh, Luke 18 with uh, with the publican. Is that the same as a republican? Was he yeah. a republican? So, There's way different things. <laughs> so the Pharisee, the religious leader, and the tax collector, they go up to the mouth to pray, right? And homie's just like super bold, super confident, super seen. Like.
3: Yeah. And the
1: other dude's in the back, you know right. what I mean? And it says that he couldn't even like lift up. His head, mm-hmm. like because of because of the reverence and the humility that he had with who he's talking to and what he's coming to God with, so and yeah. and maybe that's part of it too, is even the context of what we're praying for. So when I'm alone and I'm confessing. Like it's it's a broken confession of sin. I, I do find myself low and curled up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. As to, as opposed to when I'm asking for something or worshiping, like just yeah. talking about thank you, Lord, for this. Then it's more up and out. You know. So I don't know.
2: I think the the bowing of the head more, at least for me, is is it's it's a sense of reverence. I think it's a sense sure. of humility. Sure. You know. Um. But I also think I think you see Christ throughout the scriptures. You know, He. He's lifting his eyes to heaven, even when he's feeding the five thousand, and he prays for the bread. He breaks it, and he, he's yeah. he's lifting his eyes to heaven, thanking sure. the Lord. You know, you, you, so yeah. I think there's a sense where we have to. I guess at the end of the day, I don't know, but if our posture is is, is as important as it is the attitude in which we're coming to prayer, you know, I think that it is, and, and that, that seems it, to dictate how yeah, we pray. Right? I just think I some of it is
0: yeah. is. <clears throat> I had, like Tradition heart, heart, power heart power posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is more important than physical posture. Mm-hmm. But 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 yeah. I mean, when you come flippantly before the Lord, or right. um, but then again, you also have you know this idea that because of Christ opening this way for us, that we can come boldly. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that means, you know, it doesn't mean cocky or cocky or yeah, that kind
3: of thing. Either. And at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't think there's a formula that you know, you have to do it this way or that way or if you do it this way God will hear your prayers more than if you do it a different way like right. or So this was the thing. whole
1: yeah ex- exactly. So this was the whole point in each of these people's question is they really wanted to know this is all yeah. kind of new to them and they really wanted to know like is is there a formula does the bible give us a prescription for how we should pray and is it eyes mm-hmm. closed and right hands folded like everybody seems to do and and yeah. the answer is not necessarily
2: yeah, I think if you think about the psalmist, you know, you can read throughout the psalms, and a lot of times you see him praying in different ways. You sure, know, and, for sure. But again, I think it is the heart in which we come to prayer and the attitude. Because, I, I mean, we all know people that they can bow their heads and close their eyes and pray. And, mm-hmm. and
3: can I mean, you only see the Psalm Lord knows. Yeah. Well, you
2: can't see their heart, but at the same time, you there are times when we know what's going on in someone's life, and there you just know that. It, it, it just that those two are contradictory almost, sure. you know. And not that only the Lord knows that at the end of the day, but I sure. think there is a. I just think a lot of that's we've just been taught it over the
1: years, so yeah. that's just kind of what we do. Sure. What about taking your hat off when you
2: That's like wearing a hat in church. slightly <laughs> <So>, here. <laughs> so my grandma, it's funny, dude,
1: my, gra- my, my grandma Ruby, when we come together to eat. And I'd always have a hat, obviously, when I was young and on, and, and she would just scold me. She'd, like, stop the beginning of the prayer and be like, take your hat off right now. And it was funny because now that I know where she got that from, right, it's like she never had, like, her head covered while we were going into prayer. Because right. that's the text they go to, right? Like, yeah. like a man should never pray with his, yeah. you know, head covered. And it's like, so anyway.
2: It's sort of like when people take their hats off when the national anthem is. Yes. The flag it's it, Yes.
0: It's, definitely, it is a it's, it's a definitely a cultural thing, thing though. It it's cultural. something that I yeah. think older yeah, yeah. generations Culture that was and
3: generational. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was very much rude to have your hat on. Yes. It, it's not anymore, and and I don't think any of us mean it rude. To me, my bedhead, my hat head, my you know, it's more it's rude. probably more your jumping off your head onto someone else, right. right? But I don't, you know. Again, <laughs> t- none of us mean it disrespectful, and I, I right, would right. hope that people understand that.
1: Okay, right? Yeah, but because because like I I did feel funny even Sunday. We talked about it before, like. I... I wore a hat to preach. And once in a while I will. If I'm having a bad hair day or I'm low on hair jelly, I'll just throw a lid on, you know what I mean, and and preach. And and I don't don't want it to come off as irreverent or like I'm not taking seriously what it is I'm about to do Mm -hmm. because I do you know but someone could see it that way I'm easing into
0: right. it like I, I'll have a hat on here and then if I go to third Thursday or something so eventually I'll make it on a Sunday morning but for now I just I can't <laughs> you so have to try it sometime. I can't do it mm-hmm. it's pretty it feels weird, weird. <laughs> it's almost like wearing I always have to wear a button-up shirt too just a t-shirt would feel, feel really well weird. I have to
1: wear a button-up shirt too because okay. I use a m- lapel mic oh that's the only one oh, every yeah. once in a while I've, I've walked in with a t-shirt and then had to like create a crease and like snap it onto it <laughs> right and I just <laughs> that's yeah. what people are looking at the whole you don't time solve it? no they don't work, dude. I tried, I tried the I tried the Burton Snares mic for for years, <laughs> and uh, my ears are too big, uh, and they just don't cooperate. I can't get that thing to, mm-hmm. to sit on there. So
2: I think it's one of those things, though. Too is that I think it's it's knowing the context sometimes. Right, is that there are certain contexts that you come into, whether it's I'm wearing a hat or a button-up shirt or whatever. Right. where... You don't want so, you don't want that to be distracting for the people that are there. Part of it's
1: knowing your audience, right? right. Yeah. Like, you know, what generation are they? Yeah. Culturally, what's normal for them? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. The, the a couple camp. of years ago, I went to a church. I was invited to a church to preach, and it was a more you know older congregation, a little, little more higher church than maybe what mm-hmm. we're used to. So, like, I wore a long sleeve button up shirt, you know, just for that very reason, just to yeah. you know, tucked in or untucked. No, tucked in. Oh, I went ooh. tucked in. It's hardcore, yeah. man. A tie. No tie. Okay. Although it would have been appropriate there. Right. Yeah. If there was a group yeah. of
1: people <laughs> that needed to be saved and wanted someone to come preach to them, and they were anti-beards, would you cut it off? Yeah,
3: uh, gotta kind of draw a line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you wouldn't be all things to all men. Well. So that by all means you might save some.
3: You know, I, I think it was. I think it it far. Might have been Spurgeon that said that there are two two kinds of people that don't have beards: and boys and women. Ooh. <laughs> that might not have been Spurgeon, but somebody said that. so We'll just say it was Spurgeon. Do with that what sure. you will. Dude, that's yeah. hardcore, bro. It sounds, more like, <laughs> it sounds
1: more like a Luther statement. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a Luther thing. All right, are we, are we done with that? Sure. So. Can you see people's hands raised if your eyes are closed yet? Can I? Never mind. No. <laughs> okay. On to the next. This is why we have you here today. We have you here for that, too. For what we just did, but also right. for this. Is it strongly... Recommended to first go to seminary if one feels called into pastoral ministry. Is it strongly, recommended? I actually stole this off a of Jared Wilson question the other day that was asked to him, which is a guy that didn't, didn't go to seminary. Didn't. That you tried, to even high- though now he makes his living but at he, a seminary, right? Yeah. But he works for a seminary. He he works, works for. A seminary. David <laughs> tried to high five him when he heard. No, about? I did high five him. him. Don't okay. stop, Brent.
3: All don't right. make it was sound like it failed. <laughs> no.
1: Oh. We were in the same room. We were hanging yeah. out, out together to to with him one day. He was like,
2: yeah, bro. Yeah. And and I'm like,
1: wait, you didn't go to seminary? And he was like, no. And I was, and I got, I got, it was so dumb, dude. I wish I could take it back. But I got <laughs> up and went over, and I'm like, take, pr- pr- pr-. Like we're just yeah. ratting.
2: Was that when he was in Portland? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At Did Chris, you hanging out were oh, at Combs' House. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did he leave you hanging or what? No, dude. He full-on gave me, slapped me some skin. We were (laughs) bros. It's It was so dumb. Like, such an (laughs) immature, stupid. Because you got, like, Thurman sitting there. Right. You got, like, these other dudes sitting there that, like, work at seminaries. They're professors. (laughs) They're, like, seminary dudes. And I'm just, like, I'm trashing it. I'm, like, ripping on it. Yeah. So we're going to go with your answer to that question is no. No. (laughs) No. I said it was dumb and I would take it back. I would go to seminary right now if I could. Uh, Like, today.
0: Okay, so for the record, just so we know, uh, how many guys have, have been to seminary, <laughs> and how many have not? <laughs> you know? The, the so one decent pastor has not, and the literally one yeah. pastor has. <laughs> for the people listening, Jeff is the only one who's been to yeah. seminary, uh, shockingly. That's the answer. That, that, that <laughs> I know you guys are surprised to hear that, but yeah, Jeff's
2: it the only surprising. one. Let's
1: just jump to pros yeah. and cons. Yeah,
2: I think... Well, for me I think, you know, just personally speaking, so I was in ministry for 15 years before I went to seminary. What were you doing? Uh, I was a youth youth pastor, okay. social pastor So, associate a, pastor
0: so junior, university.
2: Was,
3: yeah. Yeah. junior yeah. university. Yeah. <laughs> you are know, you seminary. Um Kinder, and kindergarten
2: And <laughs> then <laughs> I think when I, you know, I felt the call to be in full-time <laughs> preaching, I for me going to seminary was to get the the training, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Do to, do you mean actual Biblical training? Yeah. Or, okay.
2: Yeah, and I think it was, you know, more of learning the languages, but learning how to preach better. Sure. Because for, for, you know, 15 years, I essentially taught myself. Mm-hmm. And and there were some things just interpretive-wise. There sure. was I, I don't know that I was doing it correctly, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think for me, it was just getting the educational piece. I didn't care about having the, the degree on the wall or whatever, yeah, you sure. know. Um, and now I'm back in it, getting my doctorate. But that is because I want to continue the education. I want to continue to to get better as a preacher, as a communicator. Sure. Um, and for me, that ha- that formal training helps me just to learn better. Sure. Um, right. But it, what it really has done is just helped me to continue want to learn to improve. You know.
1: Because you Cause would agree, there's other like there's a lot of options. Maybe more today than ever. Yeah, for ongoing education, higher yeah. education, continued education, where it you don't have to go to school for that. Yeah, like there's options.
2: Yeah, and I think what but what, what th-
1: you said, what works for you is that kind of a setting. Yeah, that works well for you. But
2: I do think that there is a sense for, I think anyone, especially starting out, to to really. Whether it's in a seminary or it's like the Simeon Trust, us, you know, training some of those other other things that, that are scares doing me. It.
1: Simeon Trust. I will never go to that. We should have. We <laughs> should We should request it. Um, we should start but I one think, here.
2: I think the the big thing I think in in that is being able to do it, and then being able to sit down with others and say, "Hey, let's let's kind of talk through this a little bit. Sure. Let's let us help you to improve or to. You know, here's some things to be mindful of. You know, just some of the constructive critique from guys that have done it. Sure. I mean, we get critique every week, right? From people that <laughs> can say whatever they want to say. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do with that exactly. Appreciate the feedback, you know. But it's like, uh, how do you know what it's like, you know? Right. Um, and I don't say that arrogantly, but it's just like. I'm going to take critique differently from the three of you than I am from somebody that's never right, got sure. into the pulpit and preached a sermon. Right. Right, because you're doing it
1: regularly. Yeah. See, um, crit- critique scares me, like, a lot, because there's a lot to criticize, and I just uh, <laughs> I just feel defeated well, like right. when I get critique, So, like, my the way that I learn best is, like, watching guys that preach well and handle the word right. well, and then, um, you know... Going after that, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Find, finding ways that I can improve and, and yep. grow in areas that I see that are effective and and strong, and because yeah. uh, that way, then I get out of someone telling me like that right. sucks. Stop doing it. Yeah, yeah and I and I
2: think you know, it's like <laughs> seminary. I don't. I mean, I I can't say that I could look back and and think about the classes that I've taken or took. A lot of those I learned on the job yeah sure you know well well exactly yeah, that's but another. I think you know yeah. the preaching part of it for me personally sure. was really what I needed to have because I had I felt like I had made a lot of mistakes in sure. the first 15 years because I didn't really understand it because I wasn't learning from I mean I was learning from guys that I was ministering with but I wasn't learning from guys that I felt like this is their skill this is their craft they are doing it regularly and sure. now they're passing some of that that onto us, just like we've learned from, I mean, we've even joked about Spurge and others, you you just learn from those guys what they've done well and what they haven't done well, but I think sometimes we, I think in churches sometimes, over the course of time, somehow we've elevated this idea of, well, you have a seminary degree, so you're, I don't know, for lack of a better way to say well, you're better than the guy that hasn't, Bonafide. It's like, yeah. Right, it's like you're, and I, we've just created that in churches right. all over. I mean, you but, think but, about any, if you, have. if you guys were to to go candidate in a church, would that's be, the first would question list. I was just gonna, I was <laughs> just
1: gonna I mean. go there, dude. So yeah. like one of, one of the main benefits, right, wrong or whatever, is because we've occupationalized mm-hmm. the pulpit, right, past, pastoring. It's yep. a career. Yeah. If if I was to, for whatever reason, have to move somewhere tomorrow. And I didn't want to go back to blue collar work or starting a chimney company. I wanted to keep preaching and pastoring. Yeah. And so wherever I end up, I'm candidating or looking to get in to pastor somewhere. I probably wouldn't be able to. They'd, they'd be like, how long have you been doing this? And I'd be like, you know, like, Eleven years or so, you know right. what I mean? It's like, well, show, show me the goods, and it's like, well, I don't have any goods. Like, you're just gonna have to believe yeah. me. Like, it was good, and the people grew, and people got saved, and I yeah. taught the word, and they'd be like, yeah, thanks for your time. Right. You know what I mean? We'll be yeah. in touch. <laughs> we'll no, I, I mean, <laughs> don't don't call do. us. Yeah. Uh, we'll call you. Well, I think like
2: so. Even at, at Community Bible Church, I have a seminary degree. Lyman's taken some seminary class. He doesn't have a seminary degree, but it's like Lyman's a pastor. Yeah, he's shepherding people. Yeah. he's preaching the. I mean. He's able to do that. So I I think a lot of times it depends on the church context. Um, This does bring me to my biggest challenge. And and I don't know that I would say it's, I wouldn't say it's required. I think it's good. I mean, it's good good for us to have, and and it is more of the learning. Yeah. You know, whether we're learning through books or whether we're learning through critique or whether we're, like for me, the most helpful aspect of the seminary training was the critique. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay. And that would kill me. That How would make me not understand. want to pass.
1: I think yeah. that part right there. I'd be like, yeah, I'm quitting seminary. <laughs> I'm not going to this direction anymore. From what well, I understand,
0: the place that it lacks the most is actually the practical shepherding that, that takes place in the church that you don't, you know, it, it's what we have to do on the day in and day out. There. Right. It's not mm-hmm. teaching the word, not understanding, you know, doctrine, but but actually loving people and caring for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's the part that doesn't necessarily get taught there. Yeah, right. Which How do kind you of make su- a class about that? You kind know? of surprising because yeah. it seems like that's probably, a, you know, that's where most of us feel. Well, it's inadequate, I thought, you know, scared. scared.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that's that is the challenge. Is we've created this, I don't know exactly what the word would be for it is, but we've created this sense where, if you have a seminary degree, like somehow you're you're more apt or more able to teach the word than somebody that doesn't. It's like no, that, that the scriptures don't tell us that. That's the right? challenge, I think. I mean, is we're, it? We're to right. You know, what does Second Timothy talk about? You know, that we we. Um, What's the the passage where he talks about that were you know proved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth? Yes, yes. it's like and even say, that, well, I'll go to seminary <clears throat> to get that. And, well, and even, even didn't have seminaries
3: in the first century church. Right, the seminary didn't exist. at some, some Well, they the church was the one preach that preached the doing word the and people
0: came to faith and the church grew. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Paul grabbed Titus and Timothy and said,
1: "Come on, boys, we're going to seminary." You well, know? Yeah. The, the elders did right. Like yeah. the elders identified yep. yeah. the call, and that's 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 so the we're biggest not doing. thing right there is that you've got calling, and then you've got people with money that that go away and get a certificate, right? And we say, oh, they're qualified, right? right? Like you're like you're saying. Yep. And this is the biggest challenge, and we have set it up that way. Yeah. Seminaries aren't gonna close the door and put someone through a process when when they want to come to their school yeah. to see if they should come to their school. Yeah. They're just gonna go, oh, you got right. the money? Come on in, here's right. your classes, right? And so we're putting people everywhere with, with paper, with certificates, yeah. uh, into pulpits all over the world, uh, you know, Half of which probably don't belong in one because calling's everything, right? right? Yeah, and I think that's where
2: that's where the challenge arises. I think is that, I mean, we all know people that can yeah. that they can preach well, they don't pastor well. Sure, they're not shepherding people. Sure, right? They're and and well, we got to talk a about Ephesians four right now. You know, because that's the thing. If, we, if that's what we're called to do is to equip the people for works of service. You know, it's like okay, that that's what our calling is is to be, Mm -hmm. and I think that I mean right now one of the things we're we're seeing is just pastors resigning, Mm -hmm. like just left and right. Mm -hmm. They call it the great resignation, Mm -hmm. you know, because well, well, part of that is they weren't called to that, right? And nobody said to them, yeah, you know what, I don't I don't think that's a good fit for you, right? You know, well, I got a seminary degree, yeah, it's still not a good fit. That's why I think you know. There's an affirmation piece here that I think the church oftentimes misses. Absolutely.
0: Well, and that's the know. difference between calling the train yes. and training the called. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it, you know, for us, I, I know every one of us, you know, you're doing it, obviously, but we we all have a desire to learn more. We realize right. we're never going to be at that point where we have learned all we can and we there's no more for us to do. There's lots of different avenues to do that. So, you know, would you guys go to seminary if you had the chance and, and it practically Absolutely. worked out, you know, in, for the church mm-hmm. to, to cover that cost perhaps and and to. You know, there wouldn't be anything lacking. You know, of course we would want to do that. Yeah. But then again, when you when you factor in the cost and the amount of time and, and the toll it's going to take on the church. I mean, there's mm-hmm. pastors that leave. Oh, we just heard about one recently that the church has no pastor now because the pastor left to go get more seminary training. He was being effective. Sorry. It was, I was like, like, what? He's being right. effective right now in the ministry and the church yeah. needs a guy. And he's like, I'm yeah. going to go get more training. I'm out. And now they're sitting with no pastor. It's yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, um, especially when there's so many things online you can do. You know, so we're always trying to better ourselves. Right. I
3: know we you guys Value do education. You guys Absolutely. always yeah, do that. We do. Um, and I Well, I think
2: that. the yeah.
0: value in the seminary
2: as well is the the relationships that you're building to sure. other pastors. Sure, sure. I mean, that's how you know. That's which which we again, we can
1: find other arenas yeah. to do that. We have to be maybe more intentional about it. Yeah. But Spurgeon right. Fellowship was that to us. Right. Like we we didn't go to seminary. Yeah. But but we we, we gain a network. Yeah. Of close brothers, man, of brotherhood, right? Um, because we went somewhere where a bunch of pastors were yeah. gathering, right? And yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that could be done at seminary too. And there's lots yeah. of
2: opportunities for it, I think. Yeah. But again, I think in the church we we've elevated this idea. And I, I, frankly, I don't I don't think the church globally, I don't think we've done a good job of training hmm. guys that are coming up that have a desire for right. Maybe they're like, hey, I, I think I might have a calling for this. Hmm. Okay, well. Let's let's see if you do, you know. Instead, True. we're like, oh, go to seminary, get your training. Right. You know, it's like, no, actually, why Call don't we see you if degree. they actually have yeah. a calling to that, right. and give them opportunities for it? That's a little bit scary, right? Because yeah. we're like, I don't know what's <coughs> going to happen with it. He's going to get up and <laughs> preach. It's like, well, you got to be able to do it in a safe environment where the people know him for sure, and others can say, yeah, you know what? I, I see that. Because when I felt called to be to to go into full time ministry as a senior pastor, lead pastor. I needed people around me that you had seen said, that. You just said I know. I meant lead pastor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just said lead pastor. <laughs> can't,
3: can't take it back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can't take it back. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Um, Got to poke at you. Jim. I had to have
2: people. I felt I felt the need to have people around me that I was ministering with that affirmed that. Yeah. To say, hey, I'm. I want to preach regularly. I feel like God's called me to that. I would, I would say, say if you don't have that, you're probably
1: yeah.
0: not called well, to do right. a master. Right. If that's not being affirmed from yeah. outside of you, absolutely, um, and you're the only one that sees it, that's a, that's a giant. Record. That's the only oh.
1: reason you and I even did this. That's well, the, right. the only reason we're even doing what we're doing is because people over the years that knew us well yeah. were going. You know what? Well, and we this, all kind of this what God's.
0: We all kind of get a kicking in screaming. It wasn't something <clears throat> we necessarily wanted to do. No. Um, but I'm glad. Sure. We acquiesced or whatever and did it. Well, sure. a good not. Word. Well, No, Chad, it's not.
3: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I remember years ago, and I, so I've no, probably shared no. this story before, but I remember we had a guy in our church that, you know, we recognized a call to ministry, and, and we approached him with it. And there was one sense in which, like, he was kind of feeling it, but in another sense, like, in the middle of this meeting, he gets up, and he walks out. Uh, and he was gone for probably five minutes, and he comes back in, and he's, you know, kind of wiping his lips off. He actually went outside and threw up. Mm-hmm. At the idea that we would affirm this call to ministry, it's like that—that's the guy. Like, yeah, that's there's a call there. Like, hopefully, he'll throw up before he gets up
1: to do anything right. in the future with this. Church.
2: Yeah. I think part of it is, I—it's a weighty calling
1: to preach regularly, be, yeah. you know. And I think it's absolutely we have to have that. If it ain't, that's a red flag. Yeah,
2: I feel like, oh, I, yeah. got yep. Yep. I got this. Hold my exactly. beer. I got this. You know,
0: sort of perspective. Exactly. It's
1: like even yep. if you're viewing it as
0: a job. And not not a calling like you know. I, there's too many guys that think of this is that'd be a pretty good yeah. career to go into, and it's it's the
1: opposite of. I've you know, seen that. I've seen pastors post. I love my job, and I hate it. I yeah. hate I hate seeing that phrase. Like I yeah. love my job, knowing that they're a full time pastor. Yeah, it, like even if it's kind of true, it's like just don't say it. Like but it's that. not a career
0: in the sense. I mean, it really is a calling. This is your you're your giving your life mm-hmm. to yeah. Yeah. to shepherd the people of God and yeah. to and to you know all the things that pastors do. And it is, a, if you don't get the weightiness of that, yeah. if it doesn't make you want to puke yeah. <laughs> a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. as far as not, not you know, not, you know what I mean. Because of the daunting, you know, nature yeah. of yes. it, yeah. then you're not, you're not getting it. I agree. Yeah. And that's why even preaching, I mean, you, you still, I still, I've been getting it recently where I just feel nauseous before I get up to preach. Because yeah. it, it's there. that knowing that what yeah. I'm doing and, and how yeah. serious this is, if that yeah. ever goes away, that's not, yeah. that's yeah. kind
3: of yeah. scary. Well, I think we've all been at it for a long time, you know, preaching for a long time and pastoring for a long time. And in most jobs... You know, the more you do it, the more confident you become at it, and the more I was told that would happen becomes, with preaching, right? <laughs> right? And that, that, that doesn't happen <laughs> necessarily with, with pastoring because of the weightiness of it. And every week and every time that we stand in the pulpit, like we know the importance of it and the weightiness of it. Well, and in our
0: inadequacy mm-hmm. to right. do something. How do you
3: open God's word? I, I can't and, rely on my experience to, as a pastor, right? Yeah. This is why I
1: think there's there's the haunting. The, the curse that goes on that a lot of people don't realize goes on with with preachers especially the day after they preach or after they preach yeah the moment after. there's there's turmoil <laughs> like s- and sa- depression yeah w- w- once we're done preaching with the people then Satan comes and pulls up a chair next to us and he's and he, ca- he causes this thing this <laughs> oh, second yeah. guessing of everything right. to go on inside of you and if you and if you don't have that like God is weird. Like, I think part of the reason it's there is because, again, it's like, I just unpacked the Word of God. Like, did I mess something up? Right. Like, Did I did I misrepresent? Was right. I unfaithful
3: in mm-hmm. any way to something did that I came out say of my mouth? say something that should have been said? Exactly. did I say too much? And that's or... the weight. That's yeah. the weight,
1: man, of yeah. what we're doing. For sure. and, think, well, and, and
0: seminary doesn't necessarily cure that. No, it doesn't um, You yeah. might feel more equipped to put a sermon together sure. or to preach better, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it takes that away or solves that issue. Right. Right. No,
2: I think for me what it did was it 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 instilled in me the not that i didn't have that before as far as the weightiness of preaching the word of god but it instilled to me that when we open the god's word it is we are saying this is god's word mm-hmm. to you and the weightiness yep. of that like i could screw this up yeah. you know yeah. but i think about it, i think it was luther that said i've never intentionally mishandled the word of god mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, are there times when it's like, yeah, I think I don't know that I got that, but I don't even want to
1: unintentionally (laughs) (laughs) misanalyze. Like that's the problem is, is I know I am right. Right. Like oh that analogy was probably not, like, <laughs> accurate, like, to what God actually had in and mind. The
2: you're, text. in the middle of it, you think, this is a really dumb illustration. Right. <laughs> I'm not using right. It, you
3: know? It sounded good in my head. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think, too, this is one of these things where kind of the, the, the more that you do it, the, the weightier it becomes. Mm-hmm. Like, preaching the Word was not as weighty when I was 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I, because I didn't get it. Right. Understand it because
1: yeah. you're a bigger sinner now. Right now, now all and these know
3: years later, and, and miles and experience, like it's it's far weightier yep. to me than it used to be. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so for anyone watching right now, or in the future, coming back to this episode, any young people or men or whatever that are looking that that are feeling called to go to pastoral ministry, what would you say as far as um, seminary, as far as what we're talking about? yeah or no or what's your situation well, I would how say do you learn I'll always be
0: committed to learning no matter what it is right. so so whether whether you get an opportunity to go to seminary mm-hmm. or I, you need to be a student of the word you need to be a student of sound doctrine this should be if this isn't something you live and breathe and continue right. to want to just devour yeah. then they'll do something else because yeah. this has to be there only That's students been, I mean I've applying. seen that yeah. I've seen that in you know your life for the whole sure. time I've known you. You've seen it mine. I've seen it in his. Yes. You know we this desire never goes away. Right. Right.
3: Um, and, and what's so, fun is
1: that it is a desire in us to want to know more yep. and to want to learn more. It's not like this thing like we got to do this. Yep. Right. You know right. what I mean. It's this thing that like we can't like it's one of the it's our hobby. <laughs> you know right. what I mean. It's, it's our passion. Well,
0: and it's even what drives us <clears throat> to 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 the pulpit because that, that you have you get this stuff in you yeah. that you learn that you have to get out. You, of you. get it out. Right. And, and so if that's not there to begin with, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, yep. something's off already.
2: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I think if, if guys can do it, can go to seminary and sure. get some of that training, great. I, I don't know that that's true for most. And I, but at the same time, I also think it it needs to. They need to be in the context of a local church, Agreed. right? And under and under, yeah, yeah, and under. I don't know, the under the authority of that to say, you know. Yeah, we do see that in you. Yes. We want to help you learn these things and get some of that training. Do you need to go out of a way to do that? I don't think that's necessary. I think there's so many different options. You've opened a
1: whole other room here. Um, But, like, like (laughs) my theory is that, that seminaries are the standard and have become the standard because the local church isn't actually... Doing, doing what they job. should be with discipleship Absolutely. and dupli- multiplication yep. and duplication. And I think instructors need to change that. I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I want to see that the change. In the it's church.
0: so much better if you can bring somebody up from yes. within the ranks yes. that already loves the sheep, knows the yes. sheep, is yep. known by the sheep, loves the sheep, all of that's already in place. Right. And yeah. you train them to become a pastor as opposed to bringing somebody that's an unknown because, you know, I mean, who knows who you're going to get I know, if exactly. you that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I mean, know. Every, well, Everybody looks pretty good on paper. Now, we knew you and Yeah, you know, but still, I think a lot of times you you know when you candidate you find somebody that is witty or you know winsome yeah. or whatever it is yeah. and they have the paper yeah it's well, well, so, like dating but you're you don't know what neighbor. you're gonna get right? Right. Right. Yeah. right yeah right exactly yeah of course you're gonna preach your best sermon Yeah, that's when you can best on back. Sermon Central,
1: yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> back and preach all my best or somebody else. And, they and they won't know for, for about two years right. so won't catch up with me <laughs> i think the, the
2: thing we i think churches have to be aware of though too is that It's not okay in my mind to to say, oh, well, they don't have a seminary degree, so they, you know, you know, I I just think there's there's just way more to it. That's where I think we agree with that. Well, (laughs) that's where I think what comes into that effect is like, oh, let's bring them up, give them opportunities to preach and to teach and see. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we see that in you, and we want to continue to foster those gifts. I always always
1: appreciate what we saw you doing when we met you. Uh, You always had. someone about half your age, um, on your side. So even when you went to like a pastoral conference or something like that, there was always right. someone next to you that was younger, that was watching what you watch and doing what yeah. you do and hearing what you hear. And you could see you actually working that out. And I just think there's so many ways that we can do that. Yeah. We're, right, right, we're not doing and we that. And I think we need to. Yeah, we do need to. Yeah, we I, do need to.
2: Because we do. We, we do need We do need. Good <clears throat> pastors that are preaching faithfully the word of God in churches, and it's our responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's where seminaries have come out of, is because of the church. I, I mean, it's like a lot it's of parachurches as well, right? They oftentimes are birthed because the yeah. church isn't doing right. its job.
1: Yeah, they're picking up the slack for where the church isn't. Right. Yeah, handling business. Yeah. 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 At
3: the same time, like I'm, I'm thankful for the seminary educated guys. Like I think sure. it's just some of the pastors you know, that, yeah. that I've followed over the years, and sure. these books I've read, and sermons I've listened to. Um, you know who are academics and who are educated yeah. um, and have this ability to communicate things in a way that yeah. you know, uneducated people can understand. And yeah. uh, I'm thankful for those guys that have put in the time and the work yeah. um, that are kind of more you know shepherds of the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know I'm thankful for that at the same time, you know not being a seminary educated guy. like I'm thankful for that experience as yeah. well. Um, so so I don't know that it's you know seminary good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's you not. Like, yeah. It could be good. It I want to glean from be all those guys. Right? I just don't want to yeah. pay for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right?
1: <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. All right, last one. Wait, are we done with that? You guys it's good? It. Is there anything else that needs to be said? So it depends on your context. Seminaries are, are good, and uh, yet they're not for everybody or not completely necessary, right? Call, calling is necessary.
3: Calling right. is necessary. That's
1: yeah. Do we underemphasize the Holy Spirit in today's conservative? evangelical churches no so uh, okay good you (laughs) want to pray Uh, would you bow yeah (laughs) we do (laughs) we know that i think we we all understand we're all a little more conservative which is why i added the word conservative uh, in the way that we handle the bible i think that we we have no problem seeing all the abuses and the overemphasis of i wouldn't even call it the holy spirit but things that people think are a product of the holy spirit right um and so, like with anything, we can we can fall all the way to the other end of the scale to where we're not paying attention to things that we should be paying attention to. So yeah. I, I think we would all agree that that there's an under-emphasis yep. a yep. lot of times. Yep. Um, in what ways? I would ask. Yeah. How?
2: I feel like we've 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 almost swung the pendulum where we've seen you know I call it the weird and the wacky, right? And so we we've swung the opposite. So we've overemphasized the spirit in some yes. context and then we've underemphasized it in other contexts. And I think a lot of times it's it's understanding and it's having a a proper understanding of the Holy Spirit, I think, yeah, is yeah, part yeah, of it. Sure. That, right. That there there's a well, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a I think there's a it's not just a free for all, I guess. Mm-hmm. There I think there you know, there is um, there's, I don't know, for lack of a better way, there's kind of an organizational piece to the Holy Spirit. He doesn't just, it's not just a free for all. Well, the, the Holy Spirit told me to, because I've had people say, well, right. the Holy Spirit told me I should leave my wife. I'm like, I'm pretty
0: sure he didn't.
3: Right. Do
2: that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. it's, it's. So it's, it's been, it's been
0: abused, I think. For sure. And
2: I think we have to find. A, right. Well, I think that's why we, we try to lock
0: it down, is because. We've seen the weirdness, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that makes us uncomfortable. Which sure. some of it should, mm-hmm. and so in a response to that, we're like, no, <laughs> we're locking this thing down, and, and we don't want anything wacky to go on. So, <laughs> so right, yeah. <laughs> so we almost treat him like he's this force that we're afraid of, that he might right. come in and do something that makes us uncomfortable. Right, mm-hmm. and that's not true. And the right? problem,
1: and the problem is that that we actually can. So we're not bigger than God. We're not <laughs> stronger than the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. He he does and will accomplish all he wants. And yet there's a sense in which the church can quench the spirit yep, right. and we can lock him down. Yep. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's always the picture to me of, of Christ standing outside the door of the church of Laodicea knocking. Like, right. like is it cool if I come in and join you <laughs> with what you're doing, you know? And, and I think that we can be that way, you know, a lot of times in our conservative mindset, yep. wanting to be safe, wanting to be careful, not wanting to see anything unusual um, happen that that we just that we just don't allow any of it to happen. Right. I, I, I love the verse because it actually brings both of those things up that where we actually get the, the quenching thing, which is a, where is it? First Thessalonians. We just talked through this. Who yeah. got who had this verse at the end of First Thessalonians? Was it you, Chan?
3: I don't think it was me. But maybe rejoice, sure. always
1: pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Right. So here you have this idea of not going off to this end of the scale and not going off to this end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Don't don't disallow because you're not sure what a prophecy might right. be. Allow the prophecy to happen, but when it does, test it. Like, don't don't despise it, right? Do you notice that he pointed at the cessationist when he said that? Are you a cessationist, bro? Am I? Are we doing no. this right no. now? Well, there might be another conversation what are you for another time? time. I'm just kidding. He <laughs> pointed
0: at you when he said it. Yeah.
1: Don't despise uh, prophecies. No, I, don't <laughs> well, I, think, I think what's happened, I, uh, too, is that the...
2: Didn't answer think, the question <laughs> I think we've I think you know in and we have we, we all have good brothers and sisters and charismatic Pentecostal movements that we love and care for um, but I think there are also times when we have to realize there have been some challenges in those
3: Absolutely. denominations that on, have yeah. that have
2: that have they they've almost always connected the spirit of God to the sign gifts yes and even to emotions yes right yeah. and I think that's that's part of and and what happens I think then is that
1: to the sensational. Yeah, and yeah. they've
2: almost yeah. elevated yeah. themselves. Like yeah. people, Absolutely. I know people that think, well, the Spirit of God doesn't talk to me like they do to so-and-so. I'm right. like, yeah, actually, the Spirit of God does talk to you regularly. Yeah. Right. right here. Yeah. You know? And I think that's where it is the Spirit and the Word that, that are working in tandem. Just For like sure. we were talking For about sure. with preaching. For sure. There's no way that anything good comes out of our mouths without the Spirit of God. Yes. You know, and I think that that's part of what we've underemphasized. Mm-hmm, completely. And and trying to find a balance in that where I don't I know there are contexts where people have gone to other countries and because of the spirit of God working in them, they're speaking that language and preaching God's word to the gospel. Sure. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again we, we we see the other part of it we're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a context for how this is I mean, first Corinthians twelve to fourteen, it's like if these things are happening prophecy other things there's a context there's a structure in in which god has has placed it and how it's to, to work yeah. itself out in the in the church i just think yeah. that churches that practice that haven't right. really followed that sure. right. context right of, I, I grew structure. up with the,
3: with the sensational and, you know god brought me out of that and it was always you know often on a sunday morning you know somebody would stand up and say well the spirit has led me to do this like, I know we had this plan, but the Spirit has led me to, to do blame this. blame him for that. Yeah, it's like, it's your lack of planning. I mean, even, even as a kid in my analytical nature, it's like, no, nah, that was your lack of planning. Right. You, you, know, um, you know, why why, why, awesome. why couldn't the Holy Spirit tell you on Monday, like, here's what we're going to do on Sunday, rather than, you know, five minutes before 10 on Sunday, oh, there's a change of plan. Oh, well, mm-hmm. it must be the Spirit, you know. Right. <laughs> That's the interesting yep. thing is
0: that I think, you know, you don't see the Holy Spirit drawing attention to himself. You see him right. um, drawing attention to Jesus. Testifies to Christ. Yeah, yep. what we do in the Christ when it comes about this, this experience thing. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. I, I, you almost feel like if the Holy Spirit could say, hey, I'd like to distance myself from all of that, please. Right. No. The other thing I think of, and I, I, you can't get away from, it, is when Jesus left, I mean, they were relying on Jesus. His, mm-hmm. his apostles were relying on him yep. every day, every moment. And yep. he, when he left, he said, guys, don't worry. I'm not okay. going to leave you in the lurch. I'm going right. to send a helper. I'm going to send somebody. I have to leave so you rel- can yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and you'll be able to rely on him in the same way you've been relying on me. Yeah. And we don't do that because I don't... Think we, we I mean in some ways we don't, we're not desperate in that way we're not mm-hmm. and and I think that's why you know Jesus is standing outside the building knocking sometimes yeah. is that um,
1: we don't rely on the Holy Spirit we're very capable in, yeah. in our day and age where we live how we live yeah. we're extremely capable right. to, to to provide everything that we need as a church for ourselves yeah. and so what, why why look somewhere else yeah. and and, and th- that's actually where I was looking was Acts chapter one it's uh, hmm. uh, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons one of the last things he says to his disciples before <laughs> he ascends but the father is fixed by his own authority that time but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses and i think in the in the conservative circles we're cool with that we're witnesses and we're mm-hmm. still filling the earth with the gospel of right. christ but we don't act like like we need his power in order to do that. He and he even yeah. said, "Wait,
0: don't, don't you know, hold tight till he comes." Yeah, so don't, like, don't go out like, like the if you even try, <laughs> yeah. like you going to go bad. Yeah, yeah. And gonna that's gonna why I think down. so many churches are doing that. You know, we we um, it's funny because we tend to put more emphasis on the Father, Son, and the Holy Scriptures mm-hmm. in, in certain you know doctrinal mm-hmm. kind of yep. settings yep. because of our uncomfortableness or whatever it is with the with the idea of the Holy Spirit. Sure. But man, that, that reliance and knowing that he could come in and and do something amazing. Mm-hmm. I long for that. I wish, you know, I would love to see um, that kind of be released in our midst. Sure. I don't know how that, how to put I that think exactly. we,
1: we've definitely seen glimpses of it and yeah, pieces yeah. of it over the years in ministry. You know, I'm sure you right. have too, yeah. where there's just been um, undoubtedly miraculous things that have that have that could only be orchestrated mm-hmm. and, and outlined in detailed by God.
2: And um, I think, I think the Holy Spirit is at work every day, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. in the church, all he's, the time especially at work every week when we gather. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that we always, as churches, recognize that. Yes. If someone comes and says, you know, man, that, yes. the Word of God ministered to me this morning. Right. No' and, and we're like, that's the worst sermon I've ever preached. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, but God's Spirit is at work in that, right. using right. Exactly. His Word. To bring that up. And in that's
3: about. in what you just read, like the power is connected mm-hmm. to witness. The power isn't connected it, it, to sensationalism, or the, right. the power isn't connected you know, to a feeling. Yeah, they didn't speak in
1: tongues because it was neat. They spoke right. in tongues because people, foreigners were there right? that yeah.
3: needed to hear the gospel yep. and take it back to their right. nations, yeah.
1: And it was a um, language. It was, well, there it there was definitely a <laughs> language, yeah, for, for no doubt about it. So what are what are ways that, that maybe we quench the Spirit um, mm-hmm. within the church, um, and ways that we can do better um, to... You know, to hold to hold that open and say, you know what, God, like, this is your church. Help help us, like, have your way here.
3: I think with what, what you said earlier, Jeff, about the pendulum. So if the pendulum swings, you know, towards the weird, like, that, that's a quenching of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It swings too far to the weird. Yeah. Yeah. And if it swings too far to the trying not to be weird, mm-hmm. right, that that can be a quench. Also, misunderstanding, yeah. you know, the spirit. If we don't understand, like, you know, the powers connected to witness, you know, if we don't get that, you know, we're, we're going to... Yeah. You know, Dominoes follow in a certain way, right? And so mm-hmm. and so if we get the first domino wrong, you know, the rest of them are going to be wrong, um, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we have, what have you said, you know, we just have this fear of, you know, what the Spirit is, what the Spirit does and, mm-hmm. and all that. And so I think, you know, getting over that fear and you know, looking, just looking at Scripture and taking Scripture, you know, at its word will help us to not yeah. quench the Spirit. For sure. For sure. I, I think it's comes back down to that
0: uh, piece of reliance. Yeah. Because if we think we can do this on our own and we don't have need of Him, then that that's really... Quenching him, yeah. um, when we understand our, our desperation, yes. and and that we can't do anything apart from you know his the, the intervention of, of the Holy Spirit and, the, and Christ and the, you know all of this it changes everything. Yeah. Yep. So our
1: level of desperation really. So it can even be, and you know practically worked out by by us going to God with everything in front of our people, right? right. Instead of just um, you know logically working things out, which is fine. And this is probably a stupid example, but. But taking everything to God and say let's 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 rely on Him for this, and mm-hmm. so kind of training our people to go up rather than across first and foremost with mm-hmm. everything, yeah. um, you know, as far as the, the congregation goes. And then we also need to sing
0: songs
3: that invite Him to come because if we don't do that, to, <laughs> well, we
1: yeah. we need to sing them for at least an hour also um, before we move on to the next. I just song.
3: read I just, somebody. I think when going. you sing them for an hour, that's when the presence becomes thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either we have to sorry, we have to invite him in, or he won't come
0: in. It's kind of distracting. He said he's already here, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, coax him out of the you know, come I right, come of on. I think of our. Um, okay, Come on, you can go, in. And know, man. this kind of cross, this this kind of
1: crosses lines in other other subjects, but I think it definitely applies. One of the reasons that we ever even like installed like praise and prayer yeah, time I of that. at the corporate worship is is so that there is a freedom in. Expression basically how the Holy Spirit is um, is present with us in the midst of the assembly, allowing that to be expressed Mm -hmm. in in ways. And it's funny because a lot of times when I look at something, I go, "That was just weird. I wish that wouldn't happen or uncomfortable." It's actually the point. It it, it actually happened as exactly as it should have. Mm -hmm. I tend to look at things that that are agreeable to me and go, "Well, that was of the Spirit, and that wasn't." And I think I think that's part of the reason we don't. Open our hands up and, and allow uh, a freedom in the corporate services because we might see something that's not agreeable. Well, it's risky,
0: us. and I don't, I mean, risk is sure. something, you know, again, if we're quenching the spirit, we right. remove risk. For sure. We, let's make this safe, let's make yeah, this accountable for risk. I, I don't like risk. Yeah, <laughs> you um, love
1: it. I,
2: I, you know, I know it's shocking, but I'm, I'm not a fan. You're the riskiest person I know. I know. Yeah. Well, we, I think part of it too is, is not structuring. So much even like a Sunday morning service. That's that exactly. We don't leave room for the Holy Spirit to exactly. be because there are times when you know, I feel a sense of the Spirit saying, you know, we need to stop and pray right. specifically right. Right. for sure. these things. or You know, so-and-so is here today. They've been walking through a really difficult time. Sure. We need to stop and pray right. for them, yep. you know, whatever that may look like. I wasn't like. talking about that kind of stuff. No, but I mean, it's, yeah. But I think yeah. we can structure things so much totally. because yeah. it makes us comfortable
0: yep. that we're like... Yeah, we're uh, on a timeline, uh, you know. Right. You know, we need to get this started at this point. It's like I know you're hurting right now, but, you know, again, yeah. Yeah. being aware of, of God moving in our midst and what he's doing. And when you stop everything...
1: Yep. In obedience, in, in, in that way, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing what it does. Yeah. And it's what the tr- the gathering should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. when we look in our scriptures, that's that's kind of what the gathering was. Is everyone was coming? Everyone was participating. Um, everyone was being tended to. Everybody mattered. Yeah. What God made them in the midst matter. I mean, this, this is First Corinthians, you know, twelve fourteen, mm-hmm. the body parts. Yeah. Like, right. do we believe that, or do is just the head? You know, all right. that matters. So, yeah. So we can quench the spirit by locking things down, mm-hmm. um, over planning, over prepping. Right. Um, you know, just overstructuring everything yeah. to the point to where there there's no room for anything else to happen. Mm-hmm. And I believe, unfortunately, that God will allow us to do that a lot of the time. <laughs> He'll sure. allow us to quench the spirit and yeah. then and then walk away with empty pockets. You know, yep. but so, the other the other extreme would yes. be yes. sloppiness. Yes, mm-hmm. um, to there where there is no not, plan. You're not even really yeah. yeah. You're just winging right. it. I didn't even. I, I'm preaching today, and I didn't even. I'm just going to yeah. close my eyes and open my Bible, and that's right. going to be what well, God, God you gives guys us. Do yeah. that
0: kind of stuff. And that's no, that's being free in the spirit. You know, yeah, you see
2: a lot. Reliance on the spirit, right there. That, that kind
1: yeah. yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, I, I think too. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes I wonder if you know we we just don't leave room for the spirit's work in our own life at times as pastors. You know, where I know there are times when I'll preach and it'll and I didn't have it in my notes or but there's mm-hmm. a there's an sure. illustration or something that I'm sure. thinking about. It's like. I want to trust in the spirit to lead in that way. But I think it's also helping people understand that you test the spirits by the word of God, right? And I think that's part of what we have to help our people in as well sure. because there is that sense of, well the Holy Spirit told me. I'll say so is that in accordance with God's right. word? I I don't know. That the Holy Spirit told me to, brought, you know, buy keto bread this morning. Those sort of things. You know, I think that's usually a way to say
1: this is not debatable, right? This well, is unknowable yeah, by you card. because God told me. It's right. the trump right. card. It's, the the card. it's trump like, card.
2: oh, I, yeah. right. I can't argue with that. It's like, <laughs> right. oh, let's. You know what I mean? But I think that's the overemphasis of it, in, the, in that it's, it's, it is, ba- it. A lot of that just is based in emotion. Sure. We all know how how. How our emotions can lie to us, right. you know. But I think that's where it's coming back, and that's why I just think it is the Spirit of God and the Word of God that changes the people of God. I just think that, sure. that's a, that's a key part of it.
1: So, in closing, we've mm-hmm. talked about some of this has been mentioned already. How do we, as pastors, trying to lead a people um, mm-hmm. to to worship God in it, you know, in a, um, in His fullness? Uh, what what are some things we can do to help, you know, foster? Mm-hmm. Not chaos, but
2: yeah, I think part of it is help is is helping people understand the okay. Holy Spirit okay. and teaching. There you go. Okay. I would say nice. it's also again
0: uh, the, if we're relying on ourselves. It's going to change the way we do everything if we're relying on him, and and so it really comes down to who are we really relying on? That's why I'm asking if, like, it
1: matters what we're doing as leaders. No, if
0: we think we're awesome and have this under control, and that you know our way is the best way, I know exactly what I'm doing. We kind of manage it like in this this way. Then we're not. We're we're, it starts kind of at the top, and we're we're, you know, turning the valve off right there. Right. Agreed. You know, it ain't gonna filter through to everybody else. Yeah. So so yeah. we need to re- so example lead by example. And yeah. make sure that our reliance so that we are completely reliant on him and not us for yeah. what we're doing.
3: Yeah. yeah. So
1: properly yeah. educating them according to the word, yeah. on the spirit, the gifts, all those things.
3: Yeah. Example, living it out within the assembly. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I heard John Piper years ago talk about how you know, every time he walks up to the pulpit on a Sunday morning, he just utters a simple prayer: uh, "God, please make something out of nothing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy like I don't think he brings nothing. <laughs> right. You know, right. he's a guy that I think if anybody brings something, you know, it might might be a guy like that, mm-hmm. and, and just you know that reliance of like you know, this is beyond me, this is above me. Sure. Um, you know, I need help, and so just you know, I think you talked about desperation earlier, yeah, just yeah. you know, our own desperation. Um, you know. Like that's going to filter down to the people that we lead and shepherd.
0: Yeah. When you think about what the church is and and the call to, to, to shepherd sheep and to do this, desperation should absolutely be there all the time. Okay. The minute that goes away, which wasn't with there that, with Landisian. Yeah, I agree. Well, you can get right. there for sure, and I think that mm-hmm. it's easy for us, even after 12 years now of yeah. doing this, you can get to where it's you just kind of in, got in cruise mode. Right. 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 But but if you understand what we're doing and truly get the you know the gravity of it, desperation should mm-hmm. always be yeah. present. Yeah. And I think part of that, I think where all of this
2: comes from is, I think it was you know, Richard Baxter, you know, Puritan from a long time ago said, "What people need so desperately from me is 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 my holy, my personal holiness right. that I'm I'm spending time regularly in God's Word, with God's you know in God's presence. I'm I'm continually seeking that personally. You know, that's the challenge I think for me. I just speak honestly, is that. It's easy for me to get in the Word to prepare a sermon, right? It's another thing to be in the Word and in prayer yeah. for my own personal growth and maturity.
1: Yeah, you know, and and, and, we, and we see that here in Acts, right? Yeah. We see at the Day of Pentecost what they're doing, and again, this is you know maybe too broad of an example, but maybe not. What they were doing when they. They caught fire, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, 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 they there was a, there. there was a, a focus, a personal holiness, and just a focus on God um, and a reliance, a dependence, a desperation. Yeah. And and the next thing you know, they're roman candles, dude. You know, right. the world upside down. You know. <laughs> right. So there was so a, the there spirit. was a togetherness in that as well. So the idea what, of yeah, even
0: the personal holiness you're talking about for that to be seen and experienced instead, in, in yeah. a way that's meaningful is going to come from community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which again, I don't think we Christ-centered yeah. you know, community. And, and again, that's desperation drives you to community as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, if we have really good lives yep. with all the, you know, the luxuries and the nice, you yep. know, there's no real reason that you're going to want to hang out with other people during the week and get together. Right. Mm-hmm. But when the, when persecution begins right. to come and we're driven together, drives
1: you to God and drives you to others, the yep. people. of yeah. God.
0: Yep. 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 So good. We might have some incentive coming our way to rely on the Holy Spirit even more. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw a video that on. said things are getting better. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, oh, good. The persecution's coming. <laughs> Post mill, you're turning, you switching to eschatologies. I'm a full honest. preterist now. Man, wow.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> Brett. That's a whole other <laughs> subject. <laughs> the man with the computer. Uh-huh. You want to pray us out? No, yeah. oh, wait. You want Did you want to add something else? Nope.
0: Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, my brothers. Thank you for the time we get to spend together and, and, and just laugh and talk about some, some things that are important to the church. We pray that anybody that's listening would be encouraged and built up, that you would help us to just understand what a gift you've given us in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that we would daily rely on him, and that you would, you would use your spirit in our midst, in our relationships, in our churches, um, and in our community to turn the world upside down in the same way we saw you do in the book of Acts. We yearn for that, that real manifestation of your power in our midst. Uh, what an amazing thing! And so we just pray that we would be gospel beacons to, to the to the world around us. That you would use our churches in this community, and and even use you know the, these things going out like this today, um, to reach people that that need to hear about the wonderful Savior that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. We ask it in His name.
1: Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. You got questions? You send them.
3: Yep. There, there's no such thing as a dumb. Well.